What's happening, everybody? Welcome to this latest episode of the Endless Elks podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by uh, show regulars Ross and Francis. How are you boys doing? Good, mate. Good yeah, performance good. tonight. Quite happy. Yep, fantastic. And uh, absolutely delighted to welcome back our host, Stephen. Welcome back, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Glad to be back on. I've been chopping up a bit, but obviously personal things and all have come up and just ready to get stuck in, boys. Yeah, no, absolutely, mate. We're happy to have you back. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm still hosting this episode at the minute, um, but you're joining us to just quickly talk about the game. We've just obviously seen Celtic uh, take a 3-0 victory uh, against Javelin Edge, uh, the second leg. Obviously, this is recorded on the Thursday night uh, to go out uh, Friday lunchtime, but um, fresh off the back of the game, let's just dive headfirst into it. Um, I'll come to yourself first, Stephen. Let's give you a wee moment in the sun here. Um what, what, just your wee welcome back. What, what was your thoughts on the game overall, mate? I thought that, I mean, from the weekend's game tonight, I, I, I think it's fantastic the way we're playing. You can see certainly the Postacoglu imprint coming on and the likes of Kyogo. He makes a fantastic difference to the team, especially pressing yeah. from the front. The team are winning the ball high up the pitch. They're creating chances. Albeit tonight, there was a couple of times where the, the final ball was too heavy. The kind of link up play wasn't there as it was in the weekend's game against Dundee. But I mean, Kyogo had that one-on-one. You seen what he was trying to do, but the keeper read it. Turnbull was fantastic. He took his two goals fantastically well, especially the second one from outside the box, the dip in that ball to win the bottom corner. And then the, the Edward chance at the end where he kind of fluffed it and Forrest ran in and got the, the goal. That's kind of how Adaba's been playing. When I seen the lineup, I was quite concerned that Adaba wasn't starting. Hopefully it's not a bad knock and he's back for the weekend's game against Hearts because I'll be at that game. So I want to see him play in the flesh. And yeah, yeah. I think overall... I think overall John, the team's playing fantastic well. And what I'm liking, and it pains me to say it because I had a, a big issue with me saying Joe Hart. I just thought, do you know what I mean? I just, I was like, nah, I don't want this guy. But he's made a big difference to the centre halves. And when he made them saves, they were celebrating with him. The crowd was cheering. And it, it seems like to me his experience has kind of calmed the centre halves down. And that kind of bodes well for the future anyway. No, you're 100% right. Um did my catchphrase again. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to see if you'd catch that. But no, you're, you're absolutely yeah. spot on, Stephen. And I thought the it was quite telling actually when Hart made day saves the way the the the, the you seen the the, defend, the players react really. Uh, they obviously all were congratulating them and just it shows you that the the the, the something they didn't have in Barkas and Bain uh, was confidence uh, and that was evident. But that also shows you what having a, a an experienced and a quality keeper uh, between the sticks can actually do. They, they can of saves turn games around, um, and I thought they were, they were phenomenal. But uh, touching on your other points, uh, obviously, um, you, as I said, you're absolutely spot on. I think that the way we've been playing is absolutely fantastic, and hopefully, uh, it, like I said before, it's still early days, um, and we've, we've still got a lot of learning to do in terms of that style of play, but you can certainly see it progressing uh, with each game. Uh, I know the scoreline um, wasn't necessarily... Uh, high scoring. Um, however, um, we did dominate possession for the majority of the game. Certainly created a lot of chances. Um, and just coming to yourself, uh, Franny, um, you're a wee bit static in your mic, mate. I think, but um, just uh, what what was your overall thoughts of the game? I thought it was a, a good performance. Like just like what Stephen said, following on from uh, Sunday's game, we could see us try to play the more more how we're going to be playing going forward. We the high press and stuff, the high energy. So it was good to see, obviously, being like a European tie, like we two-legged thing, we obviously had uh, the the 4-2 advantage when we scored that first goal, I thought. The team's still done a lot of running, but I, I, it was just obviously natural. You get that free free goal lead, I feel like, in the tie. Just momentum, maybe just natural sort of order. You kind of take the foot off the gas ever so slightly and stuff. But uh, there was some... Really good performances. Callum McGregor again was good. I thought Starfield was is getting better as he goes on. I, I think it's no coincidence he's playing next to centre half than in front of a guy like Joe Hart, who again makes say two good, two great saves. I think in the context of the game, if they go in, you're probably not too concerned. But it's I think for his confidence, it's great. And then Kyogo again looks sharp. Shot as and Forrest looks sharp. Taylor and Ralston again great performance and it's good to see tumble back so yeah it was all in all it was no complaints again really good and uh, another good performance 
Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the, the main things we can take for this, at least from our perspective, is uh, everybody's performing relatively well and they're starting to gel and that's evident. Um, the, you mentioned, obviously, uh, having Turnbull back. Obviously, there was early, earlier in the season, some of the games he was playing, he, he, did, he looked a shadow of the player he was last season, but he's starting to come into his game and I think this is, today was probably his best game uh, in a Celtic uh, jersey um, for me. Um, just his passing, he, the boy's awareness and his ability to create something out of nothing with his passing uh, is phenomenal. And obviously, to, 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 to score two fantastic goals as well, today, uh, well-earned man of the match for me. Um, but like you said, everybody, I think Starfield starting to settle a bit. You, you can see there's, there's, we've got another quality defender there. Some things, some dis- like the, the slight tackle uh, in, in the second half, maybe well, through the second half. Oh. Uh, it was uh, a wee bit me, put you on the edge of your seat, but um, the, for the majority of the game, he never put a foot wrong. Um, uh, and like I said, the, the, you can see the team starting to there's confident, the native confidence about everybody. They're starting to play together, um, and uh, it, it's certainly shaping them up to be an exciting season. Ross, what what was your thoughts on the game, mate, and, and what you've seen tonight? Uh, I just sort of similarly what the guys have said and yourself. Um, thought it was an accomplished uh, professional performance. Really um, started the game really well, high energy. Uh, pressing for the front, just the way they're attacking. It's, there's a bit of an echo here. Uh, there's a lot of background noise. I think it's coming for France. Okay. It sounds like someone's from bricks of Francis's windows. <laughs> no, <laughs> if it doesn't, if it doesn't start muting his mic, it's going to be me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I sort of lost my train of thought there because I thought Cheers. it was an earthquake or something. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I, as I say, it was a professional performance. Uh, they attacked, uh, they defended, sorry, for the front. Uh, Kyogo, he, he got that chance early on, like he's touched on. Maybe just came a wee bit early in the game. But uh, I, I thought that there was no real outstanding performer, apart from maybe Turnbull. Uh, everybody else, it was... I, I like the way they're attacking. Uh, they played with the same energy as Sunday, but maybe just no, it just lacked the, the cutting edge that that Sunday had. Um, but I mean, you can't. You're not going to play as good as what you played on Sunday all the time. But I mean, that's another three goals a night. I know it's Dundee, it's and it's Shablonek, but it's nine goals at home now without reply. Um, so, like you have touched on, the defence is getting a bit more steady. It's like you've said, it's it's no coincidence that that steadiness is coming uh, with Hart coming into the the team, and he's made two big saves tonight. Albeit it's the context of the tie, it probably wouldn't have changed it much, but he's still got to make the saves, and his job is to keep the ball out the net, and that's another clean sheet. So it just it, it just puts confidence through that back line. Uh, Welsh is playing well alongside um, Starfelt. So I all in all, another good night. Uh, and we move on to uh, AZ Altmar now. Uh, hopefully we get another couple of guys in the door before that tie comes around. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, obviously, I think we can all agree Altmar is going to be a much tougher game than, than Jablin H. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, 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 they're sort of they're well-known. They're a top Dutch side. It's the, there's no secret about it, I think. And you'd be kidding yourself if you're thinking we're just going to walk at the top of them. Um, but I, that, that's what we've got to look forward to. But... Uh, as you mentioned, Ross, I mean, if you look at it um, and, and you want to just sort of, I mean, that's 13 goals in three games. And that's 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 pretty decent considering there was points last season where we weren't scoring any goals across three games. And it, it got quite ridiculous and we were struggling to score, but now mm-hmm. we're, we're scoring goals uh, quite regularly. And that's something we obviously want to see continue. Uh, going and forward. Just, teams up, so I'm just saying, and opening teams up at will, really. Although we're not taking our, our chances, we're, we're, we're making chances constantly throughout the game. That's it, mate. And I think that that's one of the, the most exciting things that we're seeing uh, with Angie's uh, style and what he's trying to implement. And like I say, this is still very early days. So imagine when everything clicks, once we've got the team in, we've got a starting 11, everybody's settled um, and they're, they're much more familiar with each other and, and, and they've been playing this way for, 
for a number of games. It, it's it's going to be certainly going to be very interesting to see. Just, I mean, as, as we, we touched on this before as well, I think that the, the damage we're going to do to some of these teams uh, in the SPFL um, is is going to be significant. Um, but I mean, it's still early days yet, as we says. I just want to touch on the performance of Christie uh, quickly, boys. They, now we obviously Christie's since uh, Andrew's come in, uh, he's found his form again. Uh, he's playing as good as we've seen him play since Rogers was here. Um, the obviously against Dundee, uh, some of his passing was absolutely incredible. Uh, his touches were great, but tonight he, he was all over the park. He was he was still putting a hundred percent into it, but he just never had that as you, as you touched on Ross that cutting edge and that that final pass. Uh, they seem to pass. He seemed to be a little bit too heavy. And uh, on another night, if they passes uh, are weighted perfectly. Um, then there's certainly a lot more goals in that side. What did you make of his performance overall? And do you think that, um, I mean, he's obviously the name in terms of his contract. Um, what 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 do you what do you expect for Christie at the minute? Um, what firstly his performance tonight, uh, and is, uh, do you think that it's sort of getting him on a new contract is something we should be pursuing heavily, um, Stephen? I knew you were going to come to me first. I just knew. It. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, I couldn't, couldn't have been anybody else giving your criticisms of Christy lately. But. I mean, Christy for me, the last three games where he's been in the team, he's been a big talking point, and it's all for good reasons. Not like last season where we were all criticising him, especially me and his gigantic head at some points. But I mean, this season when he's been playing off the left, he's been fantastic. The only concern for me is is he playing for a move? Why is he not signed that new contract? Because Postecoglou's come out and said he would like to keep him. Surely that's enough for Ryan Christie to put pen to, pen to paper for at least another two-year extension with a few to moving that moving on down the line. But I mean, if he's going to play like that week in, week in, week out, why why don't we keep him? Why don't we put the contract on the table, make the decision his? And then if he doesn't want to stay, I just I I can't agree with someone playing to the end of their contract knowing they're not going to be at the club. If he's going to give that effort and sign for Celtic again, by by all means keep him in the team. But the only concern for me, as I said. Is he playing for that move? Is that why he's given all his effort? Because we've seen Christy last season, it was all about him. I know his instructions were to shoot on site. Apostle Coglu's changed them types of instructions to him in, in regards to passing, bringing Kyogo into play. I think him and Kyogo's relationship has the potential to be quite dangerous. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's quite tasty watching them play together. And then Adaba on the right as well. Touching upon one thing in regards to the midfield in general. People were calling out for a midfield enforcer, a midfield kind of battle battle axe hardened type midfielder, like we thought Liam Shaw would be in pre-season, but it doesn't look like he's going to feature much. The way the midfield's playing at the moment, the rotation, Cal McGregor dropping deep, Turnbull doing the same thing, playing that quarterback role, I don't really see a need for an enforcer now at the minute. I, I think the rotation in the midfield's fantastic. Rodgers has come on the game, and that's good to see. But the, the, the Christie thing... He's been fantastic, yes, but he needs to show his commitment to Celtic. That that's where I stand on that. Yeah. I think the the uh, you make a valid point, um, but it's an awkward one because I mean I don't you don't see many contracts that run out mid season. Yeah, um, that's a, and, and, like... uh, it's weird for me. I, I just don't get it. How did that even come about in the first place? Like, wh- where are you getting six month extensions for, or getting six like a year and a half contracts? Did he sign it? it I, I don't know. <laughs> what was that? Did he sign it under Neil Lennon? I potentially could have. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. Comes. It's just something you don't ever see. It's, it generally just runs season to season, um, which makes it even puts us in an even worse position because if if you're putting a new contract down in front of him uh, and he decides I'm not signing this, I'm definitely like leaving in January, uh, and he's got options. Um, you want to try and utilize him for the first at least the first half of the season uh, through till January, but at the same time. You know he's not going to be there after January. Do you, so do you start looking now to like try and get, uh, or or, or try, he's a replacement rather than wait until January? Like it, it's it, it's quite a difficult one. I think it's something that we need to sort out before the end of this month. I've got another with three weeks maybe <clears throat> uh, before the window shuts. So I think it's something we should probably try and get resolved as quickly as possible. At least for me, because as you said, Stephen, um, you need to he needs to show commitment. Um, I'd love him to stay if he's going to continue playing like this. His partnership with Kyogo and etc. Uh, could be fantastic. Um, based on taking all that into consideration, Francis, what's your thoughts uh, on? First of all, let's just touch on his performance today, um, and then obviously his contract situation and where we stand with him. 
Well, John, I'm not happy with his performance today because, as you boys know, I had him score two plus goals on my bet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not best pleased with the guy. But no, nah, nah, he, had, he had another good performance. I thought he, I think he, he struggled at times to beat his man tonight. But obviously, that comes down to him not being a natural wide player, if you like. And the boys probably got a wee bit more pace. But yeah, it's just his performances of late have been have been brilliant. It's the Christie of old under Rogers and his. Right now, he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet. So, like you said, I would love him to sign a new deal. I would love it, but it's otherwise, I think we need to try and hate to say it, I think you need to try and get rid of him cause, and see if he can get some cash. Because I, I, what's the point on playing? I may sound a stupid, but what's the point on playing like this for six months to leave in January? I just I don't think that benefits Celtic in that sense. I think we need to be a wee bit selfish and say, look, Here's the or speak to him, see what the contract is he's wanting. I dare say it won't be astronomical, it won't be stupid. It's the guy seems like he's playing like he wants to be at Celtic. He doesn't he's not playing like he's trying to get away if you like it. Even if he said, look, go and sign two years and we'll sell you next summer, try and get some money out of it. But I think for Celtic's sake, we need to get him tied down in a deal so we know at least for this season that we've got here committed Christie. Otherwise, it's just come January, you've got a problem, I feel, if you yeah. don't get him to sign the contract. That's what I was saying. Like the His contract situation puts us in a really awkward position because like you say, if, if this was anybody else, January would be the point where the, the, they'd be on the last six months and then they're free to speak yeah. to clubs and contracts, pre-contracts and everything else. But you're still going for the season then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's like you can plan for that because um, it's like, you know, he's going to be committed. He'll be there for the year. Uh, and then, in, like postseason, you can just sort of start looking at other players, getting people in. You you can deal with that at that point. But because his contract runs out in January, that we're already in that six month window, um, and he's going to be free to speak to clubs and sign a pre contract. So, and then come clubs know as well, like and he'll know, like come January, uh, he could be playing elsewhere. So, and they're still going for ha- the any other club looking for I'm still going for half a season on a free transfer so it puts us in a very very awkward uh, situation Ross um, now again um, I want to obviously highlight his performance tonight again because like he says he, he, he's been playing fantastic for us the past couple of games but we can't uh, just kind of like paint, paint over the cracks so to speak um, this contract situation with Christie is obviously paramount uh, where do you stand on it? Um, I again, it's 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 one of the it's a funny one. Um, you you, you want him to sign? Uh, as did I hear Postecoglou saying the other day that there's an offer on the table for him? Or is, is if Celtic made him an offer? I'm not sure if they made him or looking at an offer. Ross. I'm no, I'm not sure. I think he's I mean, mentioned I, it, but I think it has been mentioned some sort of contract. Either. I thought I thought I heard Postecoglou saying in an interview the other day that there was an offer there for him. Uh, that's a, that's whether, a he's over that, whether, he, whether he's mulling over that, whether he's mulling over it or not, I don't know. Uh, but he, he looks certainly on the park the way he's playing, the way he is with the other players. It looks like he wants to be there, and I think well, Postecoglou has made no secret. Like if, if you want to be here, then you're way me. If if you don't, then I've no good time to waste trying to convince you. So I don't know if Postecoglou has just like put it out there what he wants for him and the, the sort of ball is in his court at the minute and they're giving him to near... I, I don't think they're going to get rid of him in this window. There doesn't seem to be any bids coming in for him and I think that's mainly down to people are thinking, well, we could get him for nothing in six months so we'll just exactly, yeah. bide our time if he doesn't. So at Celtic, I don't think they should have let the contract get to this point but then if they have put an offer on the table, it's no really their fault if Christie's no signed uh, and it, there's nothing they can do if there's no bids coming in so it's, it is a funny one uh, and like you say for it to like run out mid-season is, is weird I mean I, I'm I, the way Christie's playing the now I'm desperate for him to sign on again uh, Yeah. whether he will remains to be seen but uh, it seems to me like the ball is maybe in his court and he's still mulling over a, a decision I don't know if he's speaking with family or whatever uh, you, you just don't know but hopefully by the end of the window we, we get it all nailed down because we didn't want to be sitting 
like you say in January, where a guy that's well going to leave and then he's basically for this first six months of the season being a mainstay and an integral part of the the starting eleven, and oh, then all of a sudden he's no there. So it's it's no ideal. Um, we'll just yeah. need to see what happens, really. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. There was like. It, I mean, the longer he, if, if let's say that hypothetically, then a contract has been is out on the table, um, and he's mulling it over, right? We're what two and a bit, three weeks away from the end of the window. Um, you've got potentially if he drags this out for another couple of weeks, that's shortening our window uh, in terms of getting in a player who could potentially come in as his replacement because you'd want somebody in as early as possible. If you know he's definitely no signing and he's leaving in January, for me. You're going to need somebody to come in uh, and take up that position on the left, which is something with no go really at the minute as it stands. Um, and I think it's paramount, obviously, that I don't know whether you guys agree, but for me, that it, you need to try and push him and press him to, to make a decision like what are you doing, are you signing or are you know. Um, is it, is it, am I right in saying is it Christie's dad or his uncle or some family relatives? He's his agent. I think it's his dad. His dad. I think it's his dad. See, that's another thing that, that, that sort of complicates matters because, as we know previously, his dad's uh, been kind of touting up me leave and wants him to obviously go and play uh, down in England and things like that. So it's you got to wonder, like, how long are they going to drag this? This is another thing. You do, how long are they going to drag this out for? Um, but, I mean, I'd love him to stay. Like I say, if he can keep up this level of performance, this is a, it's a guy you want in your team. Um, he's one of the first names on the team sheet if he continues like this. And, like I say, the partnership he could form with the... The style of football we're playing as well with Kyogo, etc., uh, could be um, perfect for us. Um, but another performance, uh, another player, rather, I just want to touch on briefly uh, in today's game was uh, Kyogo. Obviously, the man at the moment, he, he scores his parkhead hat trick uh, on his debut. Um, and I think we were expecting a lot more from him tonight. Uh, no taking anything away from him because I think you just need to watch him and see his movement um, and his he's, he's he's willingness to run and chase balls and his energy levels and everything else. Uh, he had that start, uh, that chance rather uh, at the very start of the half. Uh, he obviously tried to dummy uh, the direction he was going to the keeper, but the keeper kind of spread himself well, made himself big uh, and caught Kyogo uh, and it didn't amount to anything. Um, then he had his goal chopped off, uh, which it was chopped off for offside, but Looking at the replays uh, that we've seen, um, albeit close, uh, it, for me, he was onside. Um, might even it might not be by much, but he's definitely onside. And in that, in that circumstance, surely, uh, as we've mentioned, you need to give the the, the striker benefit of the doubt. Uh, just coming at yourself first, Stephen. Um, what did you make of Kyogo's performance? I know we're all sort of waxing lyrical about him at the minute. Um, and we can see great things coming from him. And this is obviously the fact he didn't score the night um, is, is nothing against him. But uh, what did you make his performance? Uh, what do you make of the offside chance? And what, I mean, Jablonic's players seemed to target him later on in the game. Uh, and it was leaving him on the park could have potentially been an injury risk. I think, first of all, Kyogo makes me smile. He's, he's so infectious. <laughs> the, the, the guy. <laughs> The guy for the whole game, he's smiling, he's running, he never looks out of breath, never looks tired. He could go on for ninety plus minutes quite easily. I think one thing you guys spoke about on the last podcast, Laura Bradburn, brought it up the, the midfield players aren't quite in his level yet in terms of matching his runs. You've seen it during the game where he's making darting runs and players aren't really seeing that yet. But I do obviously expect Turnbull and McGregor slowly but surely to get on that same wavelength as Kyogo. But for me, he sets the tone for the whole team. See pressing from the front and. And all joking aside, obviously, but he has more effort in his big toe than Edward. Edward comes on after Kyogo, and there was an instant drop in how Celtic played for me. Kyogo, he was a buzz bomb. He was challenging for tackles. He was closing their centre-backs down. And you're right, John, at the end, they targeted him because they didn't know what else to do with him. They didn't know how to defend against him. He was dropping short, coming deep, making runs from out the in, on the left-hand side, right-hand side. He was everywhere. And it's a joy to watch. It's a joy to see a Celtic player play with that smile, play with that heart, that passion, the aggression. And not the aggression in a bad way, but aggression in a way. He wants to win the ball. He wants to score goals. And they all say, chance. I mean, obviously, in, on, on the, the link I was watching, on I paid for the pay-per-view, it didn't really show you the correct kind of angles for it, the offside. But I think you're correct. It would have been minimal if he was offside. And usually, obviously, it goes in, in favour of the striker. He finished it well. I mean, he, he just has this knack of, 
know where to be, makes them runs it. Yeah. We, we don't see we don't see Edward making and to even a certain extent Yeti, he doesn't I mean Yeti has so many turns like a horse. There's there's no really effort in the Yeti as well. No, he started pre-season well, but it kind of concerns me a bit when you bring on Edward and you see that drop in terms of the aggression and the and the press. I know it was 3-0 at the time, but you still want to see that from the backup striker. And yes, that's where I'm classing Edward at the moment behind Kyogo. And do we need another um, striker to do we, do we need another striker to come in? I, I kind of challenge Kyogo in terms of the same kind of player. It's just a wee bit concerning seeing that drop in the performance when Edward comes on. Well, I mean, if if you're taking the the transfer rumours into consideration, that might even well be the case. Um, mm. We'll get, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, Franny, what about yourself? What did you make of Kyogo's performance tonight in that that offside or the the goal that got chopped off for offside? Well, the offside got similar to Stephen. It was he didn't get great angle, so it looked. It looked rather tight anyway, so so would have liked him to get the benefit out, but that's a selfish sort of thing. I think I'm saying that, but uh, yeah, it was it was another pleasing performance for him. He didn't obviously didn't get his goal and stuff. Had a good chance it was saved with the keeper keeper read it, but it was almost similar to like his hat trick goal at the weekend. But uh, it's like Stephen said, just that pressing for the front is. His energy just is infectious. The crowd seem to thrive off it. The team clearly thrive off it. And I know you kind of say it's a cliche thing to say to defend from from the front, but he does. He has he is doing that. He's defending for the front. I think there was one time. So it was in the first half. He actually was in his own half defending, and then seconds later he was yeah. he was up in the other end of the park just trying to help out the attack. So it does look a bundle of energy like he's got, doesn't, never looks tired, looks like he can keep going and keep going but I think he'll get like obviously the, the hash trick's great you can't ask for a better start than Sunday for him at home and, and stuff and our expectations are maybe have gone to have skyrocketed a wee bit off that but we've also got to kind of cut the guy some slack and it's obviously the first time he's playing in a European league if you like and playing over in, in Europe so he might have yeah, yeah. indifferent type performances, not that I thought Tonight was a different performance. I thought he was doing well. And like Stephen, Stephen made a great point where you can see he makes real intelligent runs. And unfortunately, David Tumble and McGregor, the great respect to him and Christy and that, they're, they're no Aniesta at the end of the day. I know Aniesta's a fair age, but he's still got that in his locker, isn't he? He never lost that eye for a pass and being able to play that pass. So once they kind of get that understanding, it'll, you'll obviously see a lot better. But I just think he's running. Is is never it never seems to stop and it's never like hundred mile an hour sprints. It's just it just seems to it looks all simple and he's just always he's always on the move and it's just maybe just a wee change of pace and he's away and it's ah it's I'm I'm really excited by him going forward. He looks he looks a real player and and I don't like like Stephen said when you see Edward coming on it's yeah they're two different types of players but Edward was doing similar stuff a couple of years ago so. There's no reason why the standard or level of performance should drop. If anything, it should go up because by all accounts, Edward is a better player than Kyogo on what what we have seen. But yeah, I've absolutely uh, Kyogo as the number one striker now. He has to be, and yeah, it was just, it was another good performance by him. Yeah, definitely. Ross, would you agree with that? Uh, I I I love the guy. I, I love watching him playing football. Uh, I love just everything that he's bringing to the table at the minute. Uh, he's just, uh, he plays with so much energy. You just, you just know that he loves playing football and he, he wants to be at this great club that we all love. Uh, and again, he, he carried on, certainly in the early part of the game, he carried on his performance for Dundee uh, with his energy and his runs and he, he just occupies defenders the whole time he's on the pitch. Uh, just, and he opens up spaces for Turnbull and uh, Christie and Forrest and whoever's on the park at the time to, to run into those spaces and affect the game. Um, but I like you say, he sort of I don't want to say he fell away the night, but uh, there was that physicality for the Jablonich players like Stephen touched on. Uh, they were getting a bit rough, and I think that's why. He was taking off in the end because, well, we could all clearly see that the tie was won eh, at that point. So it was a good bit of management getting him off the park at that time, keep him yeah. for eh, the, the future games eh, that are going to be important big games. We don't want to lose a guy like that. Eh, and 
especially like you say when you, you bring Edward on and there's the, the drop off. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think you can expect Edward to play with the same energy. I don't think that uh, buzzing about is is his game. He likes to pick the ball up, maybe he's back to goal link up the play, uh, and like uh, make runs off his link up play and into the box and stuff. But uh, I, I'm loath to say that I don't know if Edward suits Postecoglou's style. Is I think. He's obviously no working as hard as what he used to, but he's a very, very, very good player, Edward, on his day. Okay. Uh, but whether he suits that high, high energy, like everybody working hard, I don't, I don't think that's his game. Pressing like that and getting for the front, pressing mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, really yeah. high energy all the time. Uh, but I, think I mean, small, he's, aren't I, right? uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say he's not suited to the style, but I, I think that the way Celtic are playing now, Kyogo is more suited to the style. Definitely, mm-hmm. Ross. I, no, I, I mean that, that. I think that's a very fair and valid assessment. I mean, like you say, is what we've seen. We know Edward's a talented player, and what we've seen for Edward is he likes the ball coming through to him to his feet, playing his back to goal, uh, maybe turning or or maybe like if he's got a wee bit of space. To try and take a man, etc., and he likes he likes playing in the box, but or just to, uh, out the box uh, and moving in and bringing Lincoln in the play, like you said. Um, but he doesn't have the same energy levels as Kyogo, uh, and this is a high playing a style of football that's a much more higher tempo, higher energy, and utilising your width more. Um, obviously means that you're no bring Edwards no being brought into the game the same way he was previously, and um when you're moving the balls into the box like that and his chances are more limited I would say um, and it definitely I would say but it definitely suits Kyogo at least from my perspective um, but like you said we know how talented he is but it definitely looks like he's on his way out and uh, I just going back to what you mentioned earlier uh, as well uh, about bringing in another striker uh, to compete and, and, and by all accounts if you believe uh, the, the current transfer rumours which we're just going to touch on um, rumour bill. Rumour bill. <laughs> we, we know we love a rumour here uh, and paper talk. So, <laughs> well, uh, so currently then, uh, what was it, Thomas Henry? I don't know how, if it's just Henry or Henry. Ah, it's got to um, be Henry, surely. It's got to be Henry. It has to be Henry. <laughs> um, but by yeah. all accounts, this is another striker that we're linked with. Um, what is he meant to be? 6'4", six, 6'5", six, something like that. Tall guy, strong, good in the air. Um, and he's been... Back in Leuven, is it Leuven he plays for? Uh, um, yeah, he's he's scoring a good amount of goals and the, the the appearances he's making. So, but on paper, he certainly looks like a a a, a, a top player, uh, and this is one name we're linked to. Um, what's your guys, Stephen? I'll come to you first. Um, just looking at that the that name, uh, obviously we still need to. We're, in fact, just before we touch on Henri, let's just quickly touch on this right back situation um, we've been linked with six, seven different right backs at this point um, and just when you think maybe we're getting somebody out of the line uh, it turns out that that's not happening and again this is what happens when you start believing in all the, the media talk and everything else and nothing's concrete uh, so there was Soppy uh, there was the boy who ended up at Galatasaray um, there was Buta uh, what was the other boy's name that started with B? Bustos. 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 Uh, there's Kuto, um, Jan Kuto, who, if Sky Sports reported the day that we've apparently made another loan offer for. Um, that Man City so, guy? The yeah. Man City, uh, the Brazilian yeah. boy, uh, plays right back. So, uh, we know the right back situation is one of the, the ones with the one area of the park. And, uh, uh, like, all respect and fairness to Ralston, he's made that shirt his own. And it, the, the, the guys commenting on the, the game today say that, that it's up to him to try and keep it. Um, he's not put a foot wrong since he came in. We've said on this podcast that we don't think Ralston is the guy going forward. Uh, but, I mean, we can't fault him. Uh, he's, he's he's playing for the jersey. He's putting 100% into every game. And he's, like you said, well, he's not put a foot wrong. But he definitely, we need depth in that area. He needs competition. And it's one thing we've no go. So, looking at the, obviously, the situation with the right back and all the names we've been linked with. Um in fact, who's is there no another right back we've been linked with? Uh, Josip Juranovic. Juranovic, the, the Croatian boy. Aye. Aye. Yeah. 
uh, and again, another one, creation international, great pedigree, um, would be a fantastic signing if we can make it happen. Uh, that rumour picked up some pace over the past few days. Um, so, like I say, we don't know where we stand, um, and we're going to hear names linked left, right and centre, but uh, I think that we can all agree we just need to get the right-back thing tied down as quickly as possible and stop this dragging out. Uh, so, looking at the right-back, obviously, the, all the names that have been linked with us, um, obviously, this Thomas Henri, uh, the striker, um, and, and other such names, the, what's, how do you pronounce his name? Itakura? Itakura, I would say, aye, that's uh, uh, as another one, um, what, what's your thoughts, Stephen? Coming to you, um, what's your thoughts on the the names we've been linked to, and and how are you feeling about the fact this right back situation is still not being uh, resolved yet? Well, I I kind of agree with what you're saying. I mean, Ralston has played five games in a row and competitive games. He he, he looks good, but at the end of the day, he's not the Celtic right back. And I, I mean, he has scored two goals in three games and stuff like that. And people can say he's adapted to the style and do you know what I mean. But this guy. Is there to fill a gap? And that's being harsh, but that's he's there to fill a gap. He knows in the back of his head that his time's going to be up soon, and he, he might be in the team when a new right back comes for a while. But once they adapt, and then it'll switch around to him being second or third choice. I mean, the most likely, like the Hulapson I can see here, is the Man City right back coming in. Kuto, is that is that correct? Yeah, I yeah, can see him. Yeah. yeah, I can see him coming in on loan potentially with the Croatian right back coming in for. I think it was reported around three million euros. Something they've made a bid for him. And you can see them two kind of fighting it out. Um, the Ektura signing, he was at the he was playing for Japan at the, the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, but and by all accounts, he has got good pedigree. He was playing for Groningen in the 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 Dutch league. So and he was a regular starter. So I mean, you can kind of see that, especially for Kyogo, that could be a type of bond for him in terms of kind of getting used to the style and used to the way yeah. Celtic play. Mm. And P- Postacoglu seems to trust the, the Japanese market, and it's something I'm excited to see him bring more of to Celtic, if he can do that, if it's possible. Um, I also, I mean, I haven't been on in a while, and I, I just don't understand why Celtic signed Jason McCarthy, and I'm being totally honest about that. It, it's a, a four-year deal for a 30-year-old, 31-year-old. He hasn't played much football in the, in the past three years. I thought that them wages could have went to someone else, potentially, and... I guess, I mean, by all accounts, he he has a good pedigree in the past, but injuries have kind of hampered him. I don't know where he's standing. I just don't think it's a good signing at all. I'll be proved wrong, probably, and made eat my words later in the, <laughs> later in the year. But, I mean, I think as well, the the, Tom, the Thomas Henry, Henry signing, that's exciting. I think we need a striker of presence. And by all accounts, he's been he's been dubbed the Jamie Fardy of, of the Belgian league. And I, I don't know if he has the pace of Jamie Fardy, like, but if he scores like him, they'll take that all day long. And... Um, I seen uh, Jack Jack Hendry come out saying he dominated him in, in the Belgian league. He, he he found him no problem. But you take that with a pinch of salt, don't you? Really, he's playing for a te- he's playing for a team in the, the Belgian league. He don't really get a sniff at any trophies, and he's he's still scoring fifteen plus goals a season. And I think that's what we need. And then you obviously maybe see Edward move on to Brighton. Ayadi coming in as third choice, and you look at that, maybe a left winger added into that, and you can kind of go forward a wee bit, maybe into the next transfer window and look for a left back. I just don't think you're going to sort every position out. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like I say, it's, the, the clock's ticking, uh, and the longer and longer it drags out, the less time we've got to get things over the line. I know Ange repeatedly says it in the media, and I think we all love him for it. He, he calls the board out, and he makes them, he, he lets everybody, the fans know, it's so, like we're trying, um, and he, he makes them aware we need to get it done quick. We need to get it done quick, and he's promised it, and I believe him, uh, and I believe that things are happening behind the scenes myself. Um, it's just that the, I, I really, really want the right back thing tied up and dusted as quickly as possible. But what, watch this uh, in typical fashion. At some point next week, we'll end up with three right backs um, <laughs> out, 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 the, out the blue. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, that's obviously me being optimistic uh, and taking the mantle for Ross about the, the being positive. Mm-hmm. Um, just coming to you, just coming to yourself, Ronnie. What what about you and the names that are linked, the right back situation, and and the the the, the like, say Henri and Akura and stuff like that. Uh, the the Croatian boy Juranovic, he he does excite me. I mean, I, I remember him briefly for the Euros. About I mean, he played the full game against Scotland and that. And I've watched some like YouTube clips, and I know I've touched that before about the YouTube clips, and you'll hardly find a bad one unless it's I've been. Uh, formerly informed by Wally that if you look up Amido Baldi's that's that's about the only bad YouTube video you'll find. <laughs> but uh, 
so, like the he looks really good. He looks like he suits the style because he can he can sort of play that sort of the inside, like how Ralston and Taylor he wants. Postacoglu wants his, his right and left back to come out in the middle of the park. He, he does that, but his his delivery is really good. It's I think he's got like fourteen assists last season and stuff, and his assist things quite high. So that's that's good and stuff. So yeah, it comes with good pedigree, and it's it's probably a good market for us to look at. It's sort of that Eastern European type market because it could be could be deals to get like that year and over. I mean, he's in the last year his contract, so and then they've just. Liga Warsaw has just been put out of the Champions League, I think it was. So there is probably a deal there to be done in by all accounts. The rumour mill says we're, we're one step away, but it could be a massive step. We really don't know and stuff. But yeah, Itakura, I, I think, is could be a good sign. Like, I, I like the idea, again, it's a loan because Stephen Wells, I don't feel, has put a foot wrong. But if you get like Itakura in on loan, it allows Julian to sort of uh, take his time coming back, providing uh, our man that your man Atakuru actually play performs well and stuff. So it would help ease Julian back in. Nah, Julian's, had, Julian's had enough time. I but it's <laughs> it's an it's, I know I, I know he's had enough time, but it's an injury. You just don't know how guys are going to come back. Nah, so you're right, the, lo- you're right. the longer you can sort Being of experience there, right. I mean, I've done it twice. There, I'm like El phenomenal. <laughs> 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 so the longer you can sort of aid Did that. you not have that same haircut as well? <laughs> Probably worse. <laughs> uh, so I, I, it's a good, and if it seems like the Atakura one is a loan deal, but again, rumours are it's Man City want a, a quite ridiculous loan fee around about four million. But I think of that a lot of that's the fact that his contracts out next summer, so they, they probably know. They're not going to keep him on, so they're maybe just going to try and make some money. So I, I think a loan deal, if you can get a decent price on the loan, I don't think a four million loan deal's something you kind of do. You want a better player than that for four million on loan. But if you could actually get him in loan, you could technically be trialing him for six months. If he hits the ground, run, plays well, you can go right in January, right? There's a pre-contract just so you've got him already. You've got him in for the season. Then come January, he knows. He's where he is for the following season, so I think that could be quite yeah. a smart move if it if it works out. And then a guy, the guy Henri, he again, it's another one that excites me. But without knowing much about him, he's tall, physical, totally different from what we've got. So there'll be chances to play different systems if you like. Maybe play two up top, maybe play one up top in Europe where Kyogo's not really suited. You've got you know you're not going to get the ball a lot, and he can maybe hold it up and. He's got a great, great scoring record at uh, Leuven, so it's, it's a guy that you'd expect to kind of, he doesn't need time to bed in, but you just never know, he might need a wee bit, so uh, it could be good. I mean, he reminds me a bit like Kesselink, just a tall guy, he's, he's not the fast, but he knows his way to go, he's got an eye for goal and knows how to score and stuff, and I think one of the key things with the three guys we're just kind of touching on is uh, like they're all like 24, 25, 26 or something. So they're all good ages coming at the peak years. And I think I think that's good because we have got a wee bit a relatively young team. So it'd be good to get these key positions in and, and guys that are fairly experienced, fairly experienced like seasoned pros. So their, their name, I, well, I don't know if their name's excitement because I don't, I don't, I don't know them. Let's be honest, I don't know them. But their sort of profile excites me. Yeah, now I understand what you're saying. I think it's hard for us to say really for many of them. Um, uh, whether we know them or not, and like he says, for a lot of us, the uh, unless you're watching these leagues regularly, which is uh, I highly doubt, uh, YouTube is probably your go-to for for highlights mm. and stuff like that. And again, these 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 compilation videos that you see are made up of their best bits, um, and it's usually for their agents as well. <laughs> uh, you don't usually see the the the, full, the, the bigger picture. Uh, but just coming to yourself, Ross, uh, again, just <laughs> same same question. Um, What's your situation or feelings rather on the situation with the right back and, uh, or rather lack of right backs coming in um, and the, the the boys we've been um, linked with at the minute? Um, uh, well, first of all, like like I agree with Franny uh, when he says about their ages, like 24, 25, 26. I think that's the sort of we've brought in two in their thirties. There, we've got a lot of young boys. I think that's the sort of 
age level we want to be targeting now, uh, just to give that balance in the squad throughout. But uh, as regards, I, I don't know a lot about all these guys were linked to, and that's that's the truth. And like, like I've said previously, I don't I don't get too caught up in like reading up more of these rumours. I just like to see who comes in and then watch the guy performing in a Celtic jersey and 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 make my sort of draw my conclusions then after a like after a few performances or whatever. But yeah. uh, I think probably the most pleasing thing for me is not not the players because you don't know much about them, but the areas of the park that they're targeting. So they're they're evidently trying to get a right back in the door. They're looking at another centre half. They're looking at a striker. These are the three areas for me that are probably were in most need. Uh, you could look at the left back area. Greg Taylor, he's he's put in another decent performance tonight. Uh, by a, not not like outstanding, but steady again. Uh, so I think you can sort of get by with him for a wee while. But I think before this window closes, if we can get a right back possibly another centre-half, even if it's a loan, and another striker, eh, especially if Edward goes, eh, and we keep progressing the way we're progressing, then everybody in Scotland, everybody in the Premier League, be afraid, be very afraid, because I think, wow. we're, <laughs> wow. I think we're, we're really going to start hitting the heights again. You can just see it. It's like I've, I've watched Celtic for long enough, yeah. and I've watched enough football to, to see that, the progression and is actually the progression and the way we're playing is a lot quicker than even positive me thought. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that the, yeah. the the areas that we're targeting rather than who we're targeting because I don't know much about them is the most pleasing thing for me at the moment. Aye, no, I mean yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, and I, I agree. Teams must be they need to start looking at this, and they, 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 I mean, like you said. Especially in the SPFL, we're going to dominate teams in terms of possession. And the way we're playing, we're going to cut teams open. Um, and it's damage limitation for a lot of these teams against us throughout the course of this season, I believe. And like you say, they need to be afraid. And you, you, you're absolutely spot on for me because I think we're going to do some serious damage. See, they like say, and again, no disrespect to them, but like your Dundees and your like these other teams outside Aberdeen, Hibs potentially hearts um i don't see rangers i didn't want to say their name but, <laughs> <laughs> but outside, outside, outside of them i mean the rest of the teams in the spfl i don't think are going to be able to cope and for for 90 minutes we're going to dominate possession and we're going to be trying to cut them open uh, and i believe we will uh, and i think we're going to see a lot of score lines where we're scoring three four five goals a game uh, mm. I, I genuinely believe that uh, and like you say it's still early days but the progression we've made is significant um, and that sort of brings me a nice wee segue into the next sort of topic uh, and that is this coming Sunday uh, we've got the League Cup second round tie uh, at home um, against Hearts who obviously beat us the other week um, in the opening game of the season uh, and it's a chance for us to sort of put that right uh, and let them know that that was a one-off essentially <laughs> and it's not happening again so it's your chance to sort of stamp your authority uh, on that tie um, and then just l- let them know and let everybody else see again um, that we're, 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 we are going to be a force this season and we're not to be taken lightly last season is done and dusted it's not the same team and it's certainly not going to be the same team this season uh, throughout the course of this season and, and I think we can all see that um, just coming to yourself first then Stephen obviously Sunday um, I don't want to delve what delve on it too much um, because I can imagine that the, the every, we're all going to be in agreement in terms of the likelihood of the lineups. But just what what do you think? How do you think we're going to fare in the league cup? Do you think this is a cup that we can we can bring back to to Celtic Park? Um, and do you think that we're going to be able to see Hearts off no brother? Well, first of all, I'm going to the game, so it better happen that way. But I mean, <laughs> I, I think uh, it's a league cup, Scottish cup. The, the league championship, every kind of trophy South of the we need to go for it. I think this season, we all kind of went into this season a wee bit pessimistic, a wee bit kind of anxious in what we're going to see. We heard lots of different views on how Postacogu plays. It takes six months to a year to implement the style. But so far, touching wood here on the desk, 
it seems to be coming on quickly at Celtic. I think um, he's made a great point in, in regards to the quickness of Celtic's play, the way we're on the front foot always. I mean, the, the Javelin game there, as we touched upon, we could have scored a barrel though, but unfortunately some of the final the final passes weren't quite on point. But that that that's going to come. I mean, the heart the Hearts game. I just for me, the opening game of the season it was terrible. To be fair, it was shocking. Um, but slowly but surely we're, we're making steps in the right direction. And the League Cup should be a cup we should be aiming to win. I know people say it's kind of the, the Mickey Mouse Cup in Scotland and stuff. But again, if you want them trebles, if you, if you want them trophies, we need everything. And Celtic need to be on top, especially going into this season, in terms of the bounty that they face at the end of it and the Champions League kind of the free entry to the group stage. I think the Hearts game, not to kind of be disrespectful or anything, but I think we'll smash them. I'll be honest. I think we'll we'll grip them. And we won't let go. Yes. We'll, just ra- we'll, we'll we'll just we'll just ragdoll them, and we'll make them look like we'll make them look like boys. And that's that's what I, that's what I hope happens. I, 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 I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. The, the likes of Andy Halliday can go away, can f off, and do you know what I mean him opening opening his big mouth, even though he should have been sent off when he done that tackle against Cal McGregor. But honestly, man, his opinion, John, they'll smash them up. I agree, mate, and I, I think it's going to be a different animal on Sunday. Uh, and like you said, we're going to put it to rights and let them know that that was a result. That I mean, it was the first game of the season, uh, but you can see even Dundee in the game against Jablonek as well uh, that. The way we performed against Hearts, and we still dominated that game. Let's let's no let's no kid ourselves. They they, they caught us on the break twice, and they got two goals. But and another day, um, we beat them there. But I think we're even better now than we were then, and it's only been a couple of weeks. So I think we're absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. I think they're going to. They could present. Well, they're going to spend ninety minutes in the rain half, is what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, what about yourself, Franny? I think uh, I think we've all sort of been right and wrong. If you like, John, on Sunday. Normally, obviously, the League Cup, like Stephen said, it's certain parts of it, sort of thing. It's, it's deemed as like the Diddy Cup and that. But with the final being, I'm sure the final is like November, December time, and that it's it can be a catalyst for your season. You get that winning feeling if you've obviously had a good start to the season stuff, and then you just you just kick on after that. So I I think it is a trophy we we should go for, and you normally again with the League Cup, you normally make some some changes sometimes a lot of changes to give some fringe guys a, a game but I don't expect many changes if any I might be one or two just simply just cause of playing tonight and stuff we might take a couple of guys out like Kyogo might not play or something like that but beyond the bench and things like that so I don't, I don't expect wholesome changes just simply cause of we're in a process of here to try to get to where we want to be in terms of how Postacogo wants to play so it would I don't think he's the type of guy that is going to change too much too soon in the sense of personnel. So yeah. I, I I expect a sort of a similar lineup to two tonight. Maybe two max three changes, but nothing nothing drastic. It'll not be like young boys coming in. It'll be maybe an Edward or an Ayeti coming in and stuff, or maybe a Beaton coming in or something. So it'll be experienced guys coming in and a, and with the game being at Parkhead and stuff. I think I do think we will really try and lay down a mark and just say look first game of the season was a fluke this is this is what you're up against I think it's just it's another opportunity just to say look this is not like it's just to put a marker down and that just saying this is we've got to keep going we're just this is us yeah no absolutely I, I, I'm sure uh, there'll be a lot of people listening who would agree with that statement as well um, in terms of what you said about changes I, I, I think I disagree slightly um, in that I don't think we're going to make terms of too much changes uh, overall, but I, th- I still think the like say it wouldn't surprise me if we see like say a uh, Montgomery start or uh. A, uh, like you say is Beton coming back in um, mm. for some reason, but it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. Um, Sorrow starting, uh, uh. like you say a maybe like from, from what I think Ange says prior to the game that he just pulled up in training. Mm. Um, prior and uh, that he was all right but they obviously didn't want to aggravate or push it and so if, if he's all right just giving him another run out making sure you keep me his fitness and that up so mm-hmm. I, I mean I can I suspect that there'll be some changes but I still don't think Hearts are going to hear enough about them regardless yeah. uh, even if they put out their strongest team um, personally and you can say what you want whether or not that's me being uh, ignorant to Hearts or whatever the case is or being overconfident but I just genuinely don't see uh, they've got the, the, I don't think they've got enough about them 
Um, what about yourself, Ross? Um, I think it will certainly be a tougher game than, like, say, the Dundee game or the Knights game. Um, but if, I think if Celtic continue in the same vein of what they've been in the last two games and the way they've attacked, then there's no many teams in Scotland to be able to live with that when they're at full tilt. Uh, yeah. I, I think that Hearts will probably have a bit of joy at set pieces of that, um, but Celtic will just have to... I think they're, they're certainly look a better defensive unit since the game at Tynecastle, and I think I don't think he'll I don't think he'll change the but I think that's his back four at the minute with heart and goal. Uh, I think he'll want a bit of continuity uh, with that and keep them playing together and getting an understanding. So I don't think there'll be too many changes there. I think you might see Rogic has played two games in a row now, I think. Uh, so I think he might come out of the team. I think he might, if Abad is going to be fit, I think he'll come into the right. And I think he might bring Christie into where Rogic has been playing in the 10 role and maybe put Forrest over to the left. Uh, and I think that that will be about it, really. Uh, I think he'll yeah. still go with McGregor and Turnbull. Uh, I, I don't think... I know, I know what you're saying, because it's a cup game, but... Uh, I'd like to bring in uh, what do you call Montgomery and Sorrow in but I, I think because uh, it's Hearts Hearts are although they're newly promoted they've got a lot of good players and they won't be in a relegation yeah. dogfight this year so I think he'll respect that uh, Postacoglu and I think he'll he'll go with the strongest possible team uh, and try and get Hearts put away early uh, if we possibly can uh, uh, but I, I fancy, I fancy us to win the game. Certainly, if we continue in the same vein as what we have in the the last two games. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that's fair as well. I mean, I can certainly see. I don't think Andrew's the type that's going to just let up or change or rotate the team heavily. But like I say, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a couple of changes. Especially bearing in mind we've got Alkmaar at home four days later, um, and that is the Europa League playoff. So. That's a very important game. So taking everything into consideration, like I say, it's a couple of changes here and there would certainly be expected, at least for me. Um, but I, I guess we'll we'll see on Sunday. Um, so just before we wrap everything up, and um, I just want to come to you quickly. And I know I said this last time, and, and we didn't get quick responses, <laughs> which is fine. But just coming quickly, I just want to get a couple of quick uh, score results. So just go yourself first, Stephen. What do you think the score is going to be Sunday? Four 0 Scorers. I go for Cowgo to get two, Chrissy to get one, and a badder to get the other. What about yourself, Francis? Uh, I'll go three three nil. And I think I'll give a yeti one tumble and McGregor. And Ross? Uh, I'll go three one uh, and I'll give uh, Christy, Turnbull and Kyogo. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with Stephen. I'm going four, uh, four now. Um, but I'm going to go a Yeti, Kyogo, uh, and Tumble. We get two again because I believe he's got enough about him to score <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm really concerned here by his all picked the Yeti. Is he? Uh, do we know he's starting or something or what's what's no, going on? I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking <laughs> I, I the, knock, the the knock the night maybe just. Aye, and like I say, you've got Alkmaar four days after Aye. Hearts, so it wouldn't surprise me if you see some changes. That's why uh, I think if you th- if you think about the, about the bigger picture, uh, uh, yet starting certainly doesn't seem too far fetched. Anyway, boys, uh, thanks again for coming on. Uh, as I said, I know it's quite late the night because um, we've picked it up straight after uh, the game. Uh, obviously, this goes out tomorrow, um, so you'll be listening today, Friday, <laughs> um, if that makes sense. I'm talking shit now. But aye, thanks, <laughs> thanks for for joining us, boys. And Stephen, thanks uh, again for coming on, mate. I know that you're dealing with a lot of stuff at the minute, but it's great to have you back. Um, obviously, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss what happens yeah. uh, with the next episode, Monday's episode or Tuesday's rather. We're recording on Monday. Um, we'll see how obviously you're feeling whether you're taking the hosting seat after me again, <laughs> or or if you want me to pick that up. But we'll obviously iron that out. You just need to tune in, uh, everybody that's listening on Tuesday to see if he's back in the hosting chair or not. And the quiz, I'll be back, maybe. We'll see. (laughs) Just to let let people know as well, that obviously with all the stuff going on kind of in my life and stuff, I've kind of neglected the social media pages, but I will be getting back on to that 
and we'll be updating the Twitter and Instagram. But obviously, probably start that in the weekend, going, going towards the game against Hearts. Because I'll be at that anyway, so we'll be able to update it from there. But yeah, guys, it's been great being coming back on, and obviously, I appreciate everyone's support and stuff. And I appreciate you guys for keeping this podcast running and going. Uh, not no, it's nice to hear your voice again. <laughs> so cute, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> no, but boys, uh, Ross, Franny, uh, you guys again, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, like I said, I know it's late, and I appreciate you taking the time to obviously uh, get this out of the line because what is it? Well, as we're wrapping this, it's 10 to 11. Uh, so I appreciate it, boys, uh, across the board. Thanks again, uh, Stephen. Great to have you back, mate, as I says. Um, bye. Um, until next time. Uh, I'm again. I'm not going to try it, Stephen. Do you want to say it? Oh, I Just... really thought you were going to. No, no, no. Stephen. Do you want? You want to do it? You want to say it? Uh, um, until next time, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>